You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Small Business Made Simple, where we take the complex theories and strategies and make them simple to understand and put into action. My name is Tim Kroll. I'm a coach, consultant, speaker, and your co-host for today, and I'm excited to jump into today's topic. Culture. Today's topic, man, I, I am really, truly excited to be able to talk with Ryan Fox. Ryan and I have been working together for almost two years now, I think. Uh, Ryan owns a company called Outback Gutterback, which I actually like the way that rolls off the tongue. Uh, he's also doing a lot of training for Clippa and how to uh, basically market, install, price, Christmas tree lighting type stuff or Christmas lights. Uh, you have a partner, Brett. I know he and I and you, we've all got together. We, in fact, we've shared meals over, uh, uh, over uh, where, where did we go? I forgot where we were at now. Uh, Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory. That's right. One of our favorite spots, but I just forgot. We don't have them up here in the north. We, they just don't <laughs> exist, right? Uh, so we've, we've been together, and I, I, I love the passion that Ryan brings. I love the dedication. Uh, you got 10 employees that are working now at Outback Guttervac. Um, it's just really, truly an exciting time to watch you grow and watch your mindset. And you have become and have been a, a great, great leader inside of your company. Uh, so I want to turn it over to you. So give us a little bit about your journey, what got you there. I know a lot about it, but for our audience, I really want to just let them kind of take a sneak peek into your life and, and some of the things that you've been involved in, your experiences and so on. Okay. Awesome. First, thanks, Tim, for letting me be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, so I guess first thing is um, I was your the kid that wanted to start a company when I was really young. Um, I started like a lemonade stand and wanted to reinvest <laughs> the money. And, you know, um, <clears throat> my sister and her fr- and their friends took their money and got out the first day and I wanted to reinvest it. So um, I've kind of always had that entrepreneurial spirit, I guess, mindset. Um, and then when I was 11, I started mowing yards. My dad let me use his mower and start mowing yards in our neighborhood. And it just grew from there. When I was 16, he went and pretty much was my bank and said, I'm buying you a commercial mower and the whole setup. And, but you got to pay me back within two years. So I had a note and paid it off in just over a year. So he, he, he had his own business. So I, I got to see from him, you know, right. um, and learn. So I think that was really good. Uh, but yeah, and then pretty much after that, I went to college for a year. Um, wasn't for me. <laughs> I find uh, that with so many entrepreneurs, that exact same conversation. It's like, yeah, that wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. I went for my mom. She wanted me to go. Um, <laughs> but then I started a true mobile landscaping company with my dad and I'm still doing the maintenance a little bit, um, phased out the maintenance. We did that for a couple of years and then, um, me and him kind of butt heads. So we decided to separate and um, I worked for a couple of people, but I was never happy, you know, I was running a crew or doing sales. And um, then the recession hit in 08, 09. And um, I was doing sales for a true mobile company. And my business partner now at the time was working for a landscaping company. 
as a foreman and they pretty much moved him to being a subcontractor. So he had to get all his own insurance and everything. Well, he called me up one day and was like, Hey, you still know people that can come and cut down trees like a climber and workers for me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I got in touch with them. We started talking and next thing you know, we're starting a company up during a flood and started <laughs> cutting trees up and, you know, in 09, the March of 09. So it was pretty much either we make a company and make it work or we go get a job we don't like doing. Mm. So we did that. Um, nobody would give you loans at the time. So it was paying cash for everything for the first probably like seven years, I guess, before yeah. we could even get a loan. Um, but we did it, um, started hiring employees and stuff. And then in 2012 got slow in the winter time. So we decided let's start a crystal lighting company. And, uh, we got partnered up with, we hang Christmas lights and started, um, did that with them for a year. And then we became trainers here on the East coast forums. So we've been doing trainings here since 2013, I think it was the first year with them. Uh, and yeah, we've been running that. And then after a while, we kind of got sick of the tree business. It was just very highly skilled people and we had to rely on our employees and you only, you couldn't hire just anybody to do it. And so we decided to get out of that, started doing uh, Outback Gutter Vac is actually a franchise. They found us, we proved their model um, for them and we're the first licensees and then first franchisees in 2015 and then got out of the tree business in 16. So now we've been doing the gutter cleaning, power washing since then and the Christmas lights. So that's pretty much brought us to today. Yeah, that is a true testament of innovation and adapting. Yep. When life gives you lemons, man, you just say, oh, I'm going to stick them in my sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, there were some tough times between there. I have to admit uh, there was. Absolutely. Those experiences <laughs> and challenges give us the fortitude to continue to move forward. So, man, that's incredible. And I'm sure through all of those experiences and all those challenges and things, and again, we're talking about culture here in a second, but out of all of that, I – what I see and what I've seen over the last couple of years is a true empathy for people and a true compassion for people, which I'm going to use this as our transition into the culture aspect and, you know, talking about things and challenges that you've overcome and how it relates to culture. And what are some lessons? What are some things as far as business owners, when they're out there attempting to be able to build out culture, sometimes it's a foreign thing. You know, a lot yeah, of people look at is. culture as like a, uh, kind of a fluffy, emotional kind of thing. Why do I need to even think about culture? So I guess number one is why is it important? And then what are some things and lessons and challenges that you've overcome, things that you can apply today? Yeah. So I think you're right. I think it's kind of like a magical, fluffy, like unicorn. Like you're like, oh, I don't need that. It'll, it'll just mm. kind of take care of itself. Um, and I, I see a lot of business owners, because as you know, I coach and stuff and I see, I help a lot of people and I see them and they're, they're, they always talk about, well, you know, I can't find any good employees. I can't this, I can't that. Well, I think the culture starts with you and your mindset. And if you don't think there's any good employees out there, then you're not going to find any good employees. So I think that's the number one thing. I think you have to be in the mindset and you have to, to trust your business in other people's hands. Um, and there's a saying, and I know you probably heard me say it, Tim, I'm not, it's not my saying, I'm not going to take credit for it, but you don't build a business, you hire employees and they build a business for you. Mm. Uh, and I true, I truly hundred percent believe that. And, uh, so that's how me and Brett have kind of modeled our business over the years and probably more the past four years than we did the, early on. Um, but you know, like you said, empathy, I try to, we try to lead with that. I mean, I like to do for our employees what I would want somebody to do for me if I was working for a company. And I think that's, you know, that's a testament to you. I mean, we're not the ones out there where our company is now. I'm not the one dealing with the employees. I mean, with the clients every day, my employees are, 
they're the guys on the front lines at the, you know, working at the customer's house or the office is, you know, talking to the customers every day on the phone. Yes. Do I have to talk to some, do I talk with some of the clients and stuff? Yes. But you know, they're the ones day in and day out that are dealing with them. So you have to get that culture right because if that culture isn't right, then, you know, really you're not going to attract good uh, employees and they're not going to want to stay. Um, so I think that's where you have to start. All right. So the why you said there's, yep. I, I think if we're going to draw out, there's two reasons why number one is for attracting the right type of point of employees. And number two is to keep them and retain them over a long period of time. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, yep, that's correct. All right. So that's awesome. And because, and that's a huge thing. You're right. It's absolutely an issue. Every business owner deals with how do I find the right guys? How do I find right employers? They go to all these conventions and conferences and events and everything else. So um, let's, let's jump into this because man, there was a lot of good stuff there, but let's unpack some of this thing. So I think you said it starts with mindset. Can you give me a little bit more about what that means? Yeah. So mindset, um, there's pretty much two different kinds of people. There's like an open mindset and closed mindset. Um, and there's whether you, what, who you talk to, what books you read, there's different people call it different things, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much being positive and negative mindset, whether, whatever way you want to call it. Um, you decide every day if you wake up and it's going to be a good day or not. Yes. There's going to be bad things that happen. Um, you know, um, I mean, that's inevitable. You can't change that, but you can change how you react to them. And you can change how your company reacts to them as a whole. And I think that that starts with you because you're the lead, you're the main leader uh, in your company and everything trickles down from you. So if you're coming in every day in a negative mindset, then it's going to trickle down to all your employees and they're going to have the bad mindset and it's going to trickle to your clients and they're going to pick up on it. It's just a domino effect. So what are some things that you do to control your mindset and how would somebody that comes into it and say, look, I, you know what, life is bad. Uh, life sucks. I can't believe that you're being optimistic or positive about something when it's as bad as it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, you know, Tim, I've had, I've had a pretty challenging time in my life with my bringing and stuff, some of the stuff, you know, not that I was, I, I, I'd say just circumstances that have rose. Well, but feel free to share as much as you would like to on this, because I yeah. honestly, and this is what people resonate with is they resonate with those stories and the things that they come through because they can see themselves in your own life. Yeah. So as much as you want to share, as much as you're comfortable with, I guarantee it's going to help change people's lives as well. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, I guess you can tell the gist of it is um, my dad had a alcohol is alcoholic and had a drug problem and stuff. And my dad had a really successful company and lost everything when I was 18, 19. So we lost everything. So I saw him build a company and then lose it all. So I think there, if you find there's silver lining in that, it's that I know what not to do. Um, one thing I noticed that he did is he thought he made it to the top and he wasn't humble. And I, I feel like that's one thing that I try to definitely do and make sure because you've never made it to the top. There's always somebody better, you know, there's always more you can do. Um, so I guess that's probably the, there's a lot in there. <laughs> it's still going on today with it, but, um, I'd say that was the toughest thing. You know, I had to, pretty much after me and him split ways, I had to move into a two bedroom apartment with my mom and sister and pay half the bills at like 21 years old. So, um, it kind of made me have to grow up really quick. Um, but with that being said, I think it's also made me who I am today. And I think I'm the leader who I am today and stuff because of the stuff I had to go through. So I think a lot of people, you can decide when stuff goes bad in your life 
to take the victim mentality, or you can decide to move on and say, that's going to make me who I am. And I've been through that, but I've come out the other side. Um, and that's what I choose to do every day. Every day I wake up to him and I say, I tell myself today's going to be a good day. That's the first thing I do every day before I get out of bed. That's the first thing I tell myself, because I think that just puts your mind and you know, the right mindset. Um, and then I usually try to think about three things that I'm thankful for every day. Um, and that's, that's before I get out of bed. And it can be the same stuff, you know, back-to-back days. It can be different stuff, but it's just, you know, I think it just puts you in a good mindset every day. Um, so that's three things. I mean, that's two things right there that you can do just to decide to say this is going to be a good day. Um, the other thing You've I do actually is, given us three because you yeah. said about humility. You said yeah. about the basically self-affirmations. That's a big, big topic in today's world. Uh, because you're just like, hey, I'm going to make this a great day. And that's a self-affirmation. And then finding three things that you're thankful for. The humility is an attitude of always learning, always yeah. learning more, always knowing that there's something more that you can bring in. And, and so, yeah, so you've given us three things so far. And are, are you practicing those? Is that part of your daily routine? Like, tell yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do that every morning. I pretty much, <laughs> pretty much uh, every day on the weekday, I'd say, is the same. During the weekend, I have two boys, so it kind of gets a little <laughs> changed. But um, they're not up when I wake up on during the week usually. So my usually when I wake up, it's the same. I do the like that same stuff, you know. Um, but I would say that, you know, that's I still try to do that on the weekend. But I guess my schedule's not the exact same on the weekend. Right. So because you have a two and a half year old running in your room, jumping on you and. <laughs> Daddy, 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 daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but those are so precious. Uh, before you know it, before you blink, you're going to have a 21-year-old that calls you up on a phone and says, hey, I'm out of college. <laughs> so yeah. It no, goes quick. It goes I'm quick. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. All right. So number one, we talked about, you know, as far as the culture, building culture, it all starts with who you are. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I know John Maxwell said this, everything rises and falls on leadership. And I, I a hundred percent believe that I've watched it happen. What's the next step? So number one is mindset. It starts with you. What's the second step here? I think you'd have to find out what your personal why is. I think that's really important for your culture, because if you don't know why is and why you're doing, doing every day for your business, then how can anybody else get behind you? and fully believe you're doing right so i would say that uh know your why um i think that's a huge one so okay so let me play the devil's advocate because there's a lot of people a lot of naysayers let me put it that way and i'll just be the naysayer why is a why important i mean because i can go out and just work hard and don't necessarily need a why why would you say that i have to have a why behind what i'm doing so I know from my personal experiences, there was a time in, I think it was 2015. Yeah, it was 2015. Cause it was when we were living with my in-laws and our house was being built. And it was like everything in business could go wrong, went wrong. There was like a couple of weeks there. It was like every single time my business partner called me, I'm like, what happened? Like we got in, a guy, he got in an accident. We had like three guys quit in one day. Like it was just, it was just one thing after another. And my father-in-law came to me one morning and said, Ryan, how are you getting up and going to work every day? And I said, I have no choice. I said, I have other employees that are relying on me that yeah, work for us. I said, if I don't go in, then there's going to be no work for them to do because I was doing the sales. I was like, so I have to. And that was when I really realized that you have to know what your why is. And if you don't have that why, then it's just really easy just to roll over and just give up. Um, so I think when you're in your darkest time and your darkest hour and you're pushed against the wall and, you know, there's, uh, I'm sure you've seen it. There's like the cartoon where the guys in the uh, 
cave and he's mining for diamonds and stuff or whatever and he stops three feet short mm-hmm. and then it shows the diamonds there and that's you know if you, he, he gave up because he never why but if he would have kept going he could have been billionaire who knows you know millionaire so yeah and if it's okay i don't i don't want to take over because you're doing such an awesome job but i just finished watching the eco challenge the race oh. uh, i think it's on amazon if i recall correctly it's on prime uh, but it's like a 10-day, the world's toughest race. And as you watch, there's one team that finished it really super fast, but there's a lot of people out there. They're not there to win. They're there to complete. They're there to prove who they, they are, that yeah. they can do it. Exactly. But every one of them, when you start asking them, like, why are you even doing this? They come back to some key element. There was some wounded vets. We are doing this to show there were all of our brothers and sisters that couldn't come back. We're doing this for them. This is, that's our why. Or we're doing this for our family. Or there's a group of moms. There's all of these different reasons why. And I'm getting goosebumps right now even just thinking about it because yeah, it was so, so powerful that they were able to do things that normal physical human beings could not do and suffer near hypothermia, heat exhaustion, physically bodies breaking down. I mean, it's really, really powerful. And I, I love what you said about that. So while I'm playing the devil's advocate i fully believe what you say you have to know your why you have to absolutely know the why yeah so how does that then pertain to the culture how does that impact the culture so for like us <clears throat> excuse me we we actually had a coach before we before we had you and she actually helped us with our why um actually figured our why was I think we kind of knew we didn't know if that makes sense you know like mm-hmm. you never sat down and wrote it down and said this is what our why is and we we she had us do it and um ours is family so me and Brad both are married have um he has a little girl I have two boys and so it's not just our personal family though we take it a step further and we say it's our work family and then it's our customers or family so it's on three levels I guess say what ours is and that's why we're doing what we're doing so you know like I guess I, I look at it and uh, I, if I gave up, I'd have to go home and face my boys, you know, and like they would have to know that like I didn't make it, I did I everything I could, you know, and that, that would just kill me, you know. Was, mm-hmm. So I guess that's the, that's our biggest thing is our, our is family. And that's one of our like core values pretty much and everything. And so we'll get, in, I mean, that's going into the culture and stuff, you know, so it started with that. And then we pretty much went in and built our core values and our mission statement off of all that. Um, so, which is very important too, because then it really sets the stage. So your employees know exactly. And, and if you have it out where, you know, clients can see it or whatnot, um, everybody knows where you're at and where, where your company stands. Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. So you've got mindset, you've got your why, what's next? 
So then you build, you go out and build your, I think your company uh, mission statement and your that and uh, um, your culture. Oh, no, sorry, not your culture, your core values. Um, because I think then that's that's really what you have to do next. Because then I think everything fundamentally builds off of that. Because um, your employees, you know, have to know where you where you stand as a company and you know what's expected, you know, um, and what's not expected. I guess. Well, that, I love what you just said there because what's not expected is just as important as what is expected. Yeah, exactly. Can you explain that a little bit more? But I mean, I love that statement, but can you explain it a little bit more? Yeah. So like one of ours is um, you have to treat your fellow employees and clients with, uh, with respect. And I think that's a huge one because if they're not out there respecting each other or they're not respecting our clients, then they're, 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 they're a cancer and we need to get them out of here. Mm. Um, I think that's a huge one. And that's one of ours that really resonates with me because, you know, you need to respect their prop, the client's properties and homes. Um, and you need to respect each other. If you're not respecting your fellow employees, then we don't, we don't, we don't need, we don't have a spot for you at our company. So I think that that's, that's expectations of saying that, you know, pretty much respect, respect everybody. Mm. Right. So, wow. So great, great stuff. So where do we go from here? What's next? Well, now you got to start implementing it. So there's tons of different ways. Um, Cause you can't just do your mission statement and core values and then be like, okay, the culture is done, you know, in a perfect world. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Right. Um, but you really have to start um, implementing it. And one of the ways we did is I read the book dream manager and we started implementing um, where we actually had uh, meetings with our team Um to pretty much help them what they want to accomplish in life. And it's small goals. It can be small, big goals. It can be if they want to, you know, save $500 to go on a small vacation, or they want to save money for a car or a house, or they want to volunteer more, you know, somewhere or whatever they want to do, you sit down with them and pretty much help them make a roadmap for that. Um, And, you know, yeah, and I think we kind of got away from it with COVID. I need to get it implemented and start doing it again because I think it really, really was awesome. Um, but when we had people out and we weren't in the office and stuff, it was tough to do that. But uh, I want to start implementing that again. I think it was really helpful. And, you know, a lot of employees, I think we think a lot of employees have the same financial mindsets that we do as business owners sometimes, and a lot of them don't. They don't understand how much it is to save $7,000 when they don't have anything saved. They're like, oh, I'll do it in two months. And I'm like, well, how are you going to save $7,000 in two months? You don't make that much. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And so then you have to set their expectations for them, but then you help them get there. Um, and, you know, maybe you know somebody where they can buy a $7,000 car for $5,500 because you know somebody or whatever. So you can also help them um, reach their goals, which I think is awesome. Um so that's one way. The other way is um, within your leadership of your company, um, whether it's just you and the company, um, you might be the only leader. Um, but if you get a bigger, like a larger company of a business partner, or office manager, or operations manager, somebody that's all your leadership team, um, you start having leadership meetings uh, and meeting, I think, and, you know, seeing where the company is going and what you're doing and where you're trying to go. Um, because I think that's just as important. Um, and so, and then start having meetings with your uh, employees too, on a, on a weekly, monthly basis, whatever. Um, and pretty much just let them know the core values and stuff. I mean, um, there's a thing that we want to implement is 
I haven't yet, but I really want to is uh, we just been talking about meme office manager is um, having like a kind of like a little trophy and every uh, once a month um, an employee and another employee for that was uh, living one of our core values that month and so they rec they have to recommend somebody else and they have to give it to them and then we're going to give them a gift and stuff like a, maybe like a you know a big little gift card um, that would be an awesome way because that way then everybody has to know what the core values are and they have to be looking for them and watching, mm. seeing what somebody else is doing. Um, and it would help also pretty much just give people the recognition of when they're doing good things. Yeah, you're supporting them, encouraging them, emphasizing the proper values, making sure that they know the proper values. Man, all really, really good, awesome, awesome type things. So can you give us any other real life examples? I mean, I love the example of the trophy. Is there anything else? that you can share as far as real true life examples of how to implement, because we did, obviously there's some intellectual work here. There's no doubt. Yeah. You got intellectual work. You got to think about your mindset and that's personal training. I love that. It's internal. Then you've got a lot of that has to do with your why again, a lot of internal things. And then you kind of flesh that out into the missions and the core values. And then basically you're saying now it's time for the hard work to begin. <laughs> and so yeah. while it's, while it's simple, it's not easy. I mean, it's still hard work. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've, you know, we've, we've worked on it probably for the past year and a half, I guess is really mm -hmm. when we started to work in our culture. Well, we started working on it a little before that, but really when, when you started coaching us is really when we tried to start working on it. Um, I think, you know, um, but a couple things we do is we uh, we have like a really big Christmas party every year. And so this year we took them to like a main event, which is like a game place. And we, we had food and, you know, drinks and they were able to bring their significant others and stuff like that and their kids. And we were just there for a couple hours, played games, bold and stuff like that. So I think that's really important having team bonding um, times like that. We've gone to top golf before. Um, mm. We have a Blackstone griddle here at the office. So we uh, actually cook um, breakfast for the guys. Me and my business partner will come in early and cook them like, you know, pancakes and uh, bacon and stuff. We just the other week we made them uh, burgers and had like an early lunch on a Friday, brought them all back and they had a half a day, cooked them lunch and then paid them for the rest of the day until five o'clock and they all got to go home. That was on the Friday before Labor Day weekend. So oh, they got a they, long weekend. Was, yeah. And they had Monday off too. So they, yeah. I think they really, Really enjoyed that and they got paid a couple hours so I think just really showing your employees that you know you're there and we did a um, 4th of July and I'll give credit to Brett Fry for this one he had the 4th of July basket you tell me about and I'm like I'm gonna steal that that's a great idea <laughs> and we did it and um, it was awesome um, we had hamburger meat and buns and cookies and sparklers and chips and um, and a 4th of July basket. And so it was just really, you know, cost us probably 25 bucks a basket. And it was just a really cool thing to give to the employees to say, thank you. Um, you know, we'll, we'll buy breakfast from time to time or take them to lunch or, you know, whatnot. Um, I think it's, it's just, it's really just caring for your employees. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, most employees don't leave jobs because that's because of money they leave because of, they don't like who they're working for or working with. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, taking that a step further, and doing that kind of stuff and almost leading with like a servant's heart, you know, like lead, serving them um, yeah. at times. I think that's huge because they come in every day and serving us and serving the company. Right. So to turn it and let them serve them, I think that's a huge one. So let's, um, have you heard back from your employees on how this has impacted their lives and have you gotten any feedback from them on all the things that you're implementing? Do you have any stories that you could share with us or is that, 
uh, too personal. It might be too personal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so do you, do you mean with like the dream manager thing? And not just with the dream manager, but just the fact that people that are cur- the employees that you currently have, and obviously yeah. you're working really hard to create this culture, build this culture. Yeah. What impact has it had on the employees and have they given you feedback from their perspective on what it means to them to have this kind of a culture? Oh, okay. I guess saying, yeah. So yeah, some of them have told us like, it's awesome. They're like, they've never worked for a company that's done this kind of stuff. They're like, this is, this is amazing. This has never happened. Um, so actually the reason why we paid them half a day, that was because we had one of our evaluations for our employees. And he's like, look, I love the free food and everything. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. He's like, but I would really like like half a day paid, paid off. I think that'd be really cool. Well, guess what? A couple of weeks later, we gave him half a week paid off, uh, half a day paid off. So we, we also cooked for him, but we did that. And so I think that's really listening to them and what they're saying. Um, you know, because sometimes I think as business owners, we think that we know what's best, or we think we know what's best. And sometimes you could just tweak it a little bit and then they're excited, you know, but the next employee might like the free food mm-hmm. um, better. It's, you know, I think it's just kind of listening to them. So we did that and that's why we did that. But um, a lot of the employees really love it. I mean, they tell us they love working for us, that it's, you know, the best, one of the best companies they've worked for. Um, We actually, in our recruiting process, um, a lot of the people that we hire say that they chose to come work for us over other companies because of the culture. They could tell our culture, they they could see by our reviews, our really, you know, really good reviews online that that's the kind of company you want to work for. They take care of their employees and their clients. If they take care of their clients, they must take care of their employees, you know? So I think a lot of um, employees see that or potential employees see that too. Um, So we have a lot of people when we're hiring them, tell us that. And I think that's once, once people started telling us that I was like, kind of like dumbfounded. It took me back for a second. I was like, really? Like, you, y- y'all can see that like you know it's, <laughs> it's working it's working yeah it's, it's kind of like yeah you know it's working so um but it's something you have to work on always it's not like you get your culture set and it's done like forget it it's something you it evolves it, it's working and you know we had a bad apple here recently we had to let go an mm. office assistant and um she was a cancer we had to get rid of her we got rid of her we made the decision really quick and got rid of her because if i would have let that fester it, it could have been detrimental to what we've built. Um, I think that's another thing we need to hit on for as far as the culture goes, because I think um, as business owners, sometimes well, if we get rid of that person, it's going to hurt us even worse because we're going to be down a person, but actually it could fester and then multiply to other people. And then you've, you're even worse than you were off. So I think that that's something you have to look at too. Wow. So we covered a ton of awesomeness, a ton of great stuff here. If you were going to summarize, what would you say, you know, as far as takeaways, because so often here, here's the reason why we always talk about this. So often we say, and we think, oh, I'm going to implement all of this stuff. But if you were going to tell somebody, what is one thing that you would hope that they take away to implement? And everybody's going to have different things. But if you were going yeah. to say, hey, here's the one thing, what would you say that one thing is? I mean, honestly, I would say your mindset. Um, I know you just read the book. Um, <laughs> we'll put this in the notes. I love this book. <laughs> well, it's one of my favorite books by all, by, by all, all like, I mean, I, I, as you know, I listen, listen to it and read a lot of books, but right. it's probably one of the books that I can say really changed my, my mindset, but that's the name of the book. But, um, but it really starts with that. I think that, um, 
my mindset was already in a good place before I read that book, but it even opened my eyes and took it on the next level because of that book. And right. I think that if you don't have your mindset right, you can't build anything else. Because I've seen a lot of people um, in business and personal, my personal life, that their mindset is, isn't there, isn't right. And it just will destroy your life and destroy what you're trying to do and what you're, you know. And I think that's the biggest thing, I think, because that's almost like the foundation. And you can't, you can't, you can't build a house off a crumbling foundation or so business true. or whatever you want to look at it. So true. So true. Oh, this has been such an awesome, awesome time, but obviously we have to come to a close and things. We could probably talk for another hour or two, but, and we have, <laughs> but, but just to yes. kind of let people know uh, if they want to find you, uh, where would they go? Where would they search? Um, I know that you teach a lot about Christmas lights. I know that you run a power washing business. I know that you've offered advice to other individuals in the power washing industry, but if somebody wanted to reach out and I know your time is valuable, so I want to be careful and honor that, but where would they be able to reach out? Um, yeah, so they can, I mean, obviously a lot of people hit me up on Facebook. That's probably mm -hmm. one of the biggest ways that people hit me up. Um, you can add me and then private message me. Um, it's just under Ryan Fox. Uh, and then because yeah, nobody it, else has a last name Fox at all. That, that's not, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not super common, um, but I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's, it's easy. You'll find, well, me. we'll get, um, we're going to get the links from you. So we'll post those in the show notes. Yeah. And then um, they can also email me if they want to. Um, they can email me at, we'll just do ryan.fox at lightsallyear.com. Um, that's my lighting one. And whether you're interested in, in uh, lights we we do trainings year-round um and then um so I, i'm actually one of the trainers i'll be there's a training coming up if anybody's interested the 24th and 25th 26th of this month unfortunately online. we probably won't be able to produce this that fast oh, okay well never mind that. <laughs> yeah so uh, anyways so um the if you're interested in that you can reach out to me about all that um we train you everything you need to know about the christmas lights um but yeah that's we do that year round. So if you have anything about that or have questions or anything, just let me know. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Again, thank you. Uh, it's truly an honor to talk with you again. I, I love your family. I love your partner's family. I love your business. I love the way things are going. So uh, let me just say, I'm very proud of all that you've been doing, how you show up in life. I think it's incredible. And again, just thank you so much for being and carving out the time to be on the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.